Week three, and keep you. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Genesis twenty-eight fifteen. Day 11, February 26th. Hard-heartedness, stubbornness. That heart alone is hard which does not shudder at itself for not feeling its hardness. St. Bernard. What is it to be kept by the Lord? My first imagination was to think of the long line of babysitters I had to endure growing up, and yes, those who had to endure me too. There were the neighborhood moms who had to put up with my grumbling. There were the day school ladies who had to put up with my griping. And there was the teenage girl who had to watch me for the whole summer. To placate me one afternoon, she let me play with her clarinet. Long story short, after I knocked out my front tooth on the reed, I never saw her again. To be kept is to be watched. It's to be tended. Like a shepherd keeping his sheep, it is to be cared for. But with God, it is so much more. In my office at church, I have a wall covered with memories, with photographs and mementos and pictures drawn by kids in church. They're a testament to moments that I want to remember, of moments that I want to keep. To others, they may seem like scribbles or even trash. But to me, they're treasures. That's how it is with God, too. What others may disregard and throw away, God keeps. He redeems. To be kept by God is to be kept safe, to be kept close, to be kept tight. But this blessed keptness begs an altogether different question, too. What keeps us from God? Beyond all our worry and doubts and fears, in each of us, there is a hardness, an obstinate corner of our souls into which light struggles to shine. There we stubbornly tend our own little vineyard of bitter grapes, wrath, anger, apathy, jealousy, hate. There we feed all of those desires and emotions that we've been taught to keep at bay, all those thoughts we dare not speak. But in its own subtle way, that venomous stubbornness leaches out to poison relationships and dreams. It poisons marriages and perspectives. It changes us from the inside out, slowly killing us one unspoken word, one silent thought at a time. Like the old proverb says, the person who pursues hate should dig two graves. The angst, the apathy, the hatred, the doubt, they all harden us, keeping us from the blessing of love. It is to this reality that Jesus speaks. Love your enemies. Do good to those who persecute you. Do good to those who hurt you. Do good to those who cheated you. Do good to those who got your promotion. Do good to those who snickered and gossiped and lied about you. It seems then that the prescription for a hard heart is a broken heart, a heart that breaks for what breaks God's. Cling to what is good. Hate evil. Hate oppression. Hate hate. Oh, yes, the Christian is allowed to hate. Like anger, our disgust is a powerful God-given emotion that can change the world. So hate injustice. Hate corruption. But do not hate the unjust. And do not hate the corrupt. For they're sinners for whom Jesus died too. They're our brothers. They're our sisters. With common hopes and common needs, they need to be kept too. Thank you for listening to our Lenten podcast, The Blessing. 
Remember, all the sermons from this last weekend are available wherever you're listening and also on the WC Life app.